Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. That's Joey Pyburn. Matt Nelson running the board right there. I'm Tom Nelson. And on the phone, go log on to fishthehighlife.com. That's the website of our next guest. None other than Nick Skafteron. High Life Charters coming to you right out of Westport. Good morning, Nick. How you doing, buddy? What's up, dude? Morning. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet, buddy. So you got a lot of stuff coming up out there in Westport. We're going to have uh, next Saturday's your salmon opener. Uh, you got halibut fishing going on. Uh, the, the deep water ling fishery looked like it was just off the hook. Um, and you're running your new 37 Delta, which is a lot of room for your six passengers to move around the boat. Tell us a little about a bit about your new boat, buddy. Uh, yeah, well, 37 foot Delta and twin Volvo diesels, and not quite as fast as the old boat. But on days like I'm driving up the hill right now today, and it's you know two foot wind chop, and we're just Chewing through it, way more comfortable, a lot more space for everybody, and just, uh, I don't know, it's just a lot nicer ride, you not an inch shorter at the end of the day when you get up. (laughs) (laughs) That's well put, dude. There's no question, but I I mean, there is, there's, there's not just a comfort, but there's also a safety and fishing effectiveness aspect to a larger vessel. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's, I, well, pretty much. The boat I have, it's got a little step house, and so where I'm driving now, I, I feel like I'm about standing on the roof of my old boat. So I know that, you know, the higher you get up, the smaller the waves look, and that definitely, you know, proves true with this thing. Where there's been a few days where I keep, you know, going back and forth on It's like, well, what would this feel like on my old boat? Because it just kind of, you know, like the, the bar was kind of rough this morning, and then just, you know, didn't hardly have to pull the throttles back, just kind of chewed right through it. Right on. It's growing on me. I'm liking it more and more for sure. That's cool. Very cool. So, um, interesting, Nick, when you and I talked this week, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, all fall, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that I'm a little salmon-centric. Oh, okay? are you? Yeah, just oh, a little teeny bit. I didn't know. But, and so I started, you know, gushing about the, the Westport opener and how Westport, how well Westport was fished for salmon last year. And you go, you know what, I think I'm going to kind of let them figure it out, and, and you are going to take advantage of a resurgent, halibut fishery out of westport but also the solid ling fishery run, run down those two opportunities for us uh yeah it's um just that's just kind of the way the cards fell for me i mean i would have gone salmon fishing if i had a salmon trip but they never you know don't announce the season until later in the year and so you kind of it's hard to you don't want to turn trips away and waiting for when they're going to announce what season it is and so i ended up with a bottom fishing trip on opening day and then halibut fishing the next day and it's uh it's finally kind of starting to turn around a little bit where this year's halibut season was one of the harder ones that I've ever had in my life. It's my 23rd year fishing out of Westport. And it's, uh, but the other day, what was the, the 15th, I guess we had another day and it was, it was good. Finally, we, it was kind of a little bit more like what you expect when you go halibut fishing anyways. Yeah, it was weird. It was just a weird opener where, you know, all up and down the coast, we kind of heard the same thing. Guys went out to their normal spots where they go out and they get their halibut every year and they're like, hmm. Just tough. 
Um, and, and I guess for whatever reason, those fish were just out deeper and, and finally they've moved up because it sounds like, you know, we talked to our buddies up in Nia Bay and the halibut fishing's just been insane. We talked to Dave Johnson last week and, and, uh, you know, they went out there and caught like 60 halibut to get, to get their fish. And it was just one after the other. So yeah, that's a good, I mean, kind of worked out well for you because it is always kind of like a, are those fish going to be in close on the shore? Are they going to be out on the highway, the, the salmon? So you'll be able to kind of get all that intel and then, uh, and then you'll be right at, back on it. And, and I'm guessing you're probably going to go out and do a little trolling, but try to convert that into um, to more of a mooching program for your salmon fishing, right? Yeah, it's, I'm going to be set up to do whatever it takes to catch them. But I just personally think that, you know, if the fish are biting, it's just so much fun to catch them that way. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I pretty much exclusively downrigger fish last year just because I was still kind of figuring it out. I grew up mooching on the bigger boats and everything, and it was fun to kind of learn the new fishery. But there was quite a few days where I got my butt kicked by the big boats when the fish were up, you know, up feeding because yeah. – yeah. You get six or eight or ten on at a time instead of one or two, you know, or you can get when you're down or you're fishing. And it's, uh, you know, like I say, I'll be, I'll be ready to do whatever it takes to get them, but I'm hoping that the fishery, if it's as good as they are calling for, that I just might be able to move more than I have in the last couple of years. Well, and you're looking at a quota in Westport that increased 5,000 Chinook, right? I, I mean, you know, we've seldom, if ever, in the past 10 years, I think, have we actually – got to access the whole quota out in our ocean fisheries because we've been suffering under a bit of a coho constraint. We have a few less coho to work with this year, but I, I, man, I just look at these coho, I look at, excuse me, I look at the Chinook numbers, I look at what's happening in in Southeast, look what's happening in the Queen Charlottes right now, you look what's happening on the west side, west coast of Vancouver Island, we're already getting smoking reports from Nia Bay, Um, dude, I, I think you're in for a banger Chinook year, dude, and last year out of Westport, was solid as a rock, and and it and it hadn't been that great, it right? Been, for, no. for the, a few years prior to that, so uh, it's good to see Westport back, uh, kicking out the salmon. I, I think you guys are going to have a great season out there, Nick. Yeah, I do too. I'm I'm looking forward to it. My my stepdad's a commercial salmon troller, and they've been getting them. He called me the other day on a day where it was kind of rough, and was like, "What's the ocean like? You think I should go?" And the fact <laughs> that he was even thinking about going means that you know they're. They're getting them, and so it's, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, coming up here pretty quick. Yeah, there's no question. And and and, and so when uh, run us through though, uh, you're right now gun to your head. You had to get a bunch of fish for folks. Obviously, next weekend you've already made the call. You're going to stick to the bottom fish. Talk to us a little bit about your game plan for lings and for the the halibut i know they're different grounds i know it's different gear for you i know it's different water depth so 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 what has finally been working for you for the flat ones out of westport this season nick scafter on high life fish the highlife.com well yes well whatever day it was thursday it didn't matter it was everything they were just hungry finally we caught them on pipe jigs and we caught them on bait and you know guys were fishing live bait we had a few flounders left over in the tank and we caught them on those we're just it didn't matter. It's whatever. I think this next go, I'm probably going to start everybody with pipes just because it's less, you know, screwing around. And the link caught are there, too, and they bite the pipes a little better, and they bite the bait. So we kind of we got pretty much everything in one drift. But I I reeled up and made one second drift just because the, the southern end of the place was that we were catching a little bit smaller cod than I was hoping for. And the rockfish were out there, too, and we caught a bunch of big canaries. It was just kind of a big meat haul this last go. So hopefully it 
hangs out for another couple more trips and, and did, and did I wrapped up. Did I see on, on I think on your social, because uh, you're running a pipe jig within a, a shrimp fly above it, I believe, you had like two 20-pound lingcod on one <laughs> one setup, right? Well, that was, that picture actually, they were on the same leader. It wow. was, uh, we just, yeah, it was, I, I had a flounder on that one and it was, uh, there was a 27-pound cod on the top hook and a 22-pound cod on the Jeez. bottom hook, which... That I've had so that happen cool. in the past before, but not, you know, I don't think quite to that size. What's the biggest link cod you've seen this year? I think you had one probably over 30 pounds for uh, our buddy Doug got, right? Yeah, we, uh, the biggest, the, yeah, the biggest one I got so far this year, I think was, it was like just a little bit over 38. Um, we got away him dressed <laughs> for the link cod or for the derby. And it yeah. was it was so thirty three point four with the guts out. Yeah, that's a forty pounder, dude. Wow. They they got they 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 pack a pile in there. There's no question about it. That's so cool, dude. Do do you use uh, for halibut? Then would you turn around and maybe use a chunk of that ling? Because you know I've been I've been hearing great things about you know ling bellies and some other chunks for for halibut. What do you what's your what's your favorite halibut bait? And and you know how do you keep that thing going during the season? Yeah, that's link out bellies are my favorite thing to use gotcha. for them. And I just normally I'll just cut them out at the end of the day when I'm cutting the, the link out up and just save them. Like I got a whole stash of them from the other day in my fridge right now just because if I can, I try to keep them fresh instead of freezing them just because I think fresh is better. And I've had days out there where, you know, it's a little bit slower and you catch a few cod and I'll just cut the bellies out of them there just to have, you know, the freshest bait that I can down there. And another part of with the, the cod bellies is if you you just about have to cut them off the hooks because they're so tough. And so back before I had the electric reels, like reeling up and checking your bait was a chore. And so knowing that the bait was on down there, it was a big benefit to, you know, not having to wear out your clients. Now I don't care anymore. It's like, yeah, reel your stuff real quick. And it's uh, That's been a total game changer for the, the deep water fishery for sure. Yeah, I remember the first time I fished with you, uh, you didn't have electric reels. <laughs> um, and, dude... The, just having the electric reels uh, for folks who've, who've never done a trip like that just makes it so much more pleasurable when you're reeling up from five, 600 feet and you got that electric reel, you know, and you got a, a 30 or 40 pound link caught on, um, you know, it, it's a straight up workout without an electric reel. You will wear people out. Yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've, end of the trip on the way home it's like you look back and everybody's just sleeping and it also you know it opens up um just the it opens up the, the type of people that can come to or i had oh, a group no the question. other day that you know the guy's the guy's wife she had quit fishing because she had shoulder surgery and she couldn't do it anymore and she was just ecstatic because she was able to come out and go fishing and i had an eight-year-old or well, actually i guess I had a five-year-old kid on the boat the other day and his dad was helping him, obviously, but he was still able to catch the biggest lane cod he's ever seen in his life, you know, and it definitely, it, it's, yeah, I, I can never go back. No, I'm, you, you can't. Know, I, I mean, dude, but <laughs> even, even, so Joey and I, we got three former NFL linemen on the boat last year in Sitka, and they love the electrics because it, it, it's an efficiency thing. It's not like they're not strong enough to do it, right? But you just move your gear up and down you the catch water more column, fish. you catch more fish. Yeah, you catch more fish. Yeah. And that's, that's yep. really the bottom line. So if you want to catch some more fish, you need to go to fishthehighlife.com. Head out to Westport. Go fish with Nick Scafteron. All right. Tell us about the Westport coho bite that we talked about yesterday dude i, I mean oh, th- yeah. this is one of the things that that really 
that, that screwed into your brain pan. You, 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 it's one of your favorite fisheries. Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, Westport's always been kind of known for being a little bit conservative on setting the uh, seasons and whatnot, just mainly because of trying to make it to that, you know, September coho season. And especially on, you know, years like last year and what they're forecasting this year where there's a bunch of coho that are coming. I mean, you know, I don't know. Catching kings is fun. The chance of getting a 30-pounder or 40-pounder or whatever is there. But that September fish, I mean, we had, I think the biggest coho that I got last year was like 16 pounds of dressed or something. And they will just absolutely kick your butt. I mean, where a king, it swims down and it pulls hard. But that thing will be ripping around on the surface and jumping. And, you know, and, and a lot of the times when you're in them, everybody's got one on. And so it's just chaos. It's kind of, I mean, it's. I'd say it's the, the, the closest to, you know, tuna fishing chaos that you get in the salmon world. Mm-hmm. And, but, but that, you know, you can sight fish for them a lot of the time. I had a buddy that went with me at the end of the year last year, and he purposely caught two nice, you know, 10-pound coho on bare hooks just to say that he did. You know what I mean? And we're <laughs> okay, listen, I, I, I do not support that at all. No <laughs> yeah. fishing with bare hooks. Joey Pyburn raised Joey Pyburn raised base Nick, does not support Nick, this com- this conversation. No more allowing people to fish on your boat with bare hooks. <laughs> well I have bait most of the time. Okay. So. All right, good deal. <laughs> yeah. Nick Scafter on fish the high All right, buddy. We want in on the bare hook bite in September. All no, right. So yes yeah, I want in on the bait bite. <laughs> there we go. I'll Nick, bring the bait. Thanks thanks for your time this morning, Nikki. Keep in touch, my friend. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, All buddy. Right, buddy. Fish the high out of Westburg. Go check out Nick Scaftron. Starts with a B. It ends with a B. It's Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning Northwest Outdoor Report next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. The walk on Westport. Open next Saturday, June 24th. Coastal salmon season officially hits full swing next Saturday as anglers have an opportunity to target Chinook off the entirety of the Washington coast beginning June 24th are the openings of Marine Area 1 in Waco and Westport Marine Area 2. Chinook opened this morning in Marine Area 3, La Push and Nia Bay Marine Area 4. Ocean salmon anglers will be looking for their share of the coastwide salmon quota, Chinook quota, I should say, of 39,000 fish, which is up from last year's quota of 27,000 ocean Chinook seasons are slated to run through September 30th as long as the harvest quotas hold up. We'll be keeping a sharp eye on that for you. Season details are also listed in the Sport Fishing Rules pamphlet and wdfw.wa.gov. Depending on what section of the big creek you're on, the Skagit River is definitely having some salmon option for you. From the Memorial Bridge in Mount Vernon to the Dallas Bridge at Concrete, the bag limit is three sockeye in excess of 12 inches. The sockeye fields above Burlington offer great bank access and perfect target water. Sockeye run in the first current inside the first current seam and will hit sand shrimp behind spinning glows. Most anglers fish too deep for sockeye in the Skagit. If you can't see the bottom, it's deep enough. The upper stretch of the Skagit from Rockport to Marble Mount remains open for Chinook and has been busy with boats, but there are enough kings to keep it productive. Bank anglers and boaters alike are getting into the game with a variety of techniques from back trolling to twitching jigs. The Cascade River is also open four days a week from Wednesdays to Saturdays, and beads under bobbers were getting strikes on last week's opener. Both the Skagit and Cascade are open for Chinook through July 15th, and the daily limit is two hatchery Chinook. Harbor Marine Crab and Clinic, join us Tuesday, June 27th at 6 p.m. for the Puget Sound Dungeness Crab and Seminar, hosted by Harbor Marine, Bomac SMI, and the Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club. The Outdoor Line crew will be on hand to run you through every aspect of the Puget Sound Dungeness fishery, from catching, cleaning, and cooking to rigging for pot retention. 
We're going to cover the basic ropes, floats, and advantages of different styles of crab pots. But the biggest single aspect of crabbing success is baiting your pots correctly using a combination of bait cages and bags, which we will be personally demonstrating. We'll also cover the raised baits products you're going to need to get those crab to walk right into your pots and come home to dinner. We'll see you Tuesday, 6 p.m., Tuesday, June 27th at harbormarine.net. Puget Sound crab fishing season will get underway Saturday, July 1st. The season is very similar to last year with closures on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Therefore, crabbing will be closed on the 4th of July holiday. Recreational crabbers are reminded to make sure their crab pots are properly weighted down to avoid traps moving and becoming lost. Marine areas 4, 5, 6, 8, and 9 open July 1st through September 4th, Thursdays through Mondays only. Marine Area 10 open July 2nd through September 4th, Saturdays and Mondays only. Marine Area 11 open July 2nd through August 28th, Sundays and Mondays only. Marine Area 12 Hood Canal north of Aok Point open July 1st through September 4th, Thursdays through Mondays only. The daily limit throughout Puget Sound is five Dungeness crab hardshell males with a minimum carapace of six and a quarter inches. Puget Sound crabbers are required to record their harvest of Dungeness crab on their catch record cards immediately after retaining crab. Summer seasons are summer seasons for the upcoming fishery are also posted on the WDFW's crab fishing webpage. Jay Ansley and five Fish and Wildlife Commissioners sued Nevergreen State Sportsman's Organization to file the lawsuit against Governor Ansley and five of his appointees to the Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission seeking to replace them with vetted and hunter and angler friendly members. In court papers filed this week, Washingtonians for Wildlife Conservation claimed that Inslee's appointments have skewed the citizen panel out of its legislative-mandated balance, making it heavily heavily angled towards members involving environmental activism, predator conservation, and former researchers employed by governmental agencies. The nonprofit alliance of sportsmen's gun and fishing groups requested the appointments of Chair Barbara Baker of, of Olympia, Commissioners John Lemoncool of Wenatchee, Tim Reagan of Anacortes, Melanie Rowland of Twisman, Lorna Smith of, of Puget Sound, or excuse me, of Port Townsend, to be declared unlawful, and for Governor Inslee to order to comply with statutory duties and consult with organized representatives, hunters, and anglers in selective replacing commissioners. The lawsuit filed in Thurston County Superior Court and WWC is being represented by Lane Powell, a Seattle-based law firm that recently sued Inslee over similar appointments to other state commissions. Last call for voter registration for the August 19th Day of Honor. Veteran and active duty registration is currently open and will soon run out of room. If you're interested in attending, please email salmonforsoldiers at gmail.com. Don't miss out on the exciting 10th annual celebration, summer classic event to say thanks for your service and welcome home to our veterans and active military heroes. One last reminder on the Dog Derby, we need four more boats for the UW football team. So hit dogderby.com and get in the game, guys. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. So uh, one one note here, too. We do have another day in Marine Areas 8 and 10 for prawns, okay? It's going to be open 8 till noon Thursday, June tw- this Thursday, June 22nd, uh, out on the coast. Early word from Nia Bay. There's fish on the beach, gang. There's bait on the beach. Halibut Pete uh, fishing has really picked up in Westport, and uh, there's going to be quota left, extra days on the table there. 
Um, and you actually got a word that the sockeye opener, which opened yesterday on the Skagit River, was it was decent. It was know, okay. I, I so I talked to Kevin John early on in the day, you know, maybe around one or something like that, and I said, hey, well, if you hear if you hear anything good, you know, hit me up a little bit later just so I can give people a report on the show tomorrow. At 10.30 last night, probably when Kevin was wrapping up his long day there at Holiday Sports, I got a message from him, and, and he said, yeah, after talking to folks, there were some fish around. I mean, you know, they're seeing jumpers down around Burlington. Got, it seemed like the boaters did a little better up upriver a bit. Um, and, you know, it's only going to pick up. There's just going to be more and more fish coming. So um, plenty of shrimp around. That's that's the ticket right now. It's it's sand shrimp or coon shrimp behind a, a spin and glow. Plunk them those things out there and go get your three uh, three delicious sockeye. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a patience game. You need to sit in those travel lanes and sit and wait, and they will come to you. There's there's no question about it. And and, and the thing of it is they, there's enough of them that once you find that conveyor belt, okay, Sit on it. Look on the surface because sockeyes will pop on yep. the surface. Yeah, he, just, he said they're jumping around. The, the other thing, if you're fishing that lower river, look at your look at your tide book because those fish are going to push in on the, that incoming tide, and you can kind of time it. You don't have to sit there all day. You kind of you guys will figure the, out fishing that tide. Fish the run out. Yeah, fish the run out. You you know during the flood. Okay, fine. But at, after the flood, that 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 low tide forces those fish into a decision. Think think about they're it. They're going to flood in on that yep. tide, and they're going to hold. And then as it starts to drop, they got to either move. They got to make a up, decision, or they got to go back out. And part of it is their 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 volition to go up river, but but the other is an osmotic change as well. It takes them a little while on the estuary to acclimate to that fresh water. I mean, they've lived their whole lives in salt water and now they taste that fresh water for the first time. And you know, they, they just, it, it's going to hold them up a little bit. But then like you mentioned, Joe, as that tide starts to drop, look what happens on the estuary, light levels increase, temperatures increase, and that depth drastically decrease. So they're either going to back out back into Skagit Bay, or they're going to pop back up into the North Fork and, and, and dude, it's uh it's going to be a cool deal. Watch this develop, and we're still on the very, very early edge. Early edge. I didn't even look yet of, of how many are up in Baker Lake, but it probably will during a break. Um, all right, we've been hunting. We've been hunting. Excuse me. We've been fishing, 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 fishing. Time to talk a little hunting. Look, I don't care what you're doing in the outdoors. If you're a hunter, if you're an angler, you're going to do a better job of it if you are in shape. Okay? Absolutely. And and you know what? I I mean, it's. Doing some exercise every day is is one of the best things you can do for your health. If you, and, and, and eating fish and eating big game animals, way better for you than anything you can buy in a grocery store. Okay, I promise you. Stay away from processed foods. Eat a lot of freaking fish and, and, and deer and elk. And you're doing yourself a big favor, dude. The reason we have kind of discovered more diseases in the past Several decades is look at all the new weird freaking foods that are out there, man. You know, eat eat natural and you're going to feel a lot better, but you're going to be able to hunt better too. And and that's what look you got ninety days now, Joe, till hunting season. Yeah, what kind of shape you in? You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm in prime. You're in good shape. Fi- well, no, no, you're, I'm not. I'm in prime fishing shape. <laughs> uh, I can stand and stare at my downrigger and my rod tip and my fish finder uh, all day long if I have to. But trust me. I am not in peak 
hiking up the mountain with a 60-pound pack on my back to get into the zone where I want to hunt my bears, my deer. So, you know, as summer goes on here, I got to start picking at least a day or two a week where I start getting out and hiking and, and, and getting myself in shape. And one of the best things about the Vortex Optics in information family is you see if you sign up for your new for their newsletter you get some real cool timely things right not not just product discounts too but the one that came out last night though really caught my eye 90 days to a better western hunt there's three aspects to you getting ready for hunting season what are they give us a couple minutes mark boardman vortex optics going to tell you next here in the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 seattle sports app Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710 Seattle Sports app. So um, I like having a guy that has his own podcast on the on, on the show. Don't you, Joey? You know? I do. I is love it, I I listen I listen to Mark <laughs> on the way into the show most mornings. He is a voice and 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 brain power behind the Vortex Nation podcast. Good friend of ours, Mark Boardman. Welcome to the show, Mark. How you doing, pal? What's up, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, no, uh, gentlemen, good morning. You are always uh, way too kind, but I appreciate it. We, we haven't talked to you since you spent a few days in, <laughs> in, in the mountains on a backcountry hunt with my uh, my cousin Ryan, the st- healthy hunter. Yes, yes, uh, I'm alive. Yeah. So, yes, I can, <laughs> he, that's, that's, that's my big report. But, <laughs> but that wasn't his intent. I, I, I think uh, his intent was to, was to break you. I, I think was uh, was was something uh, that that we may have heard a little bit, but uh, I tell you what, he is an amazing guy. You can't be in the woods with that guy and not learn a thing or two. Yet, tell us a little bit about your experience. Oh man, absolutely. So I, I mean, yeah, I love 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 Ryan Lampers. I consider him a really good friend. But let's be clear, he is an insane person. So <laughs> yeah, it, it it was an incredible hunt. I think we did just shy of 50 miles in six days in some of the steepest, roughest, loosest country I've ever been in. Uh, Never slept in the same place twice. Made a new camp every day. Uh, Ryan ended up killing a just super old boar on our last hunt day. You know, the next day was going to be getting getting back out. Uh, When we went to go out, the river that we crossed to get in was uh, very much a different river uh, for the way out. So that's... Did that add a a few miles to your trip? So it did. It did. We actually, we did an extra 10 that day to get out a different way with with camp and and the bear on our back. But I tell you what, guys, you know, as as much as, uh, as hard as it was, like you said, learned a lot, super rewarding. And then, you know, at, at the end of the day, we were eating bear meat on sharp sticks over a campfire like caveman, and uh, cool. life was good. Very Nothing cool. better, dude. No question about it. So, yeah, Ryan Lampers is, is just an animal. And, and, well, and Joey is in the woods, too. I mean, you know, they're like, and, and you put it so well yesterday when I was talking to you yesterday, Mark, is there, there, nothing's too far, nothing's too high, nothing's too late in the day. No, you know, it's it's all about you, the focus on. You can't on, have limits. But, but okay. If you want to be successful. But so it really caught my eye last night, um, or excuse me, the night before, I think, when, when, when the latest Vortex Nation blog came out, 90 days to a better Western hunt, okay? And, and, and I kind of boiled that article down to three different aspects. Obviously, fitness, because that's going to be a limiting factor to your hunt. Shooting your particular weapon choice, number two. 
But number three, drilling with your kit. You gotta know, especially in these days of complex range finders and and the light hunter tactical dialing scopes and stuff like that, if you don't practice with your kit, you're not going to be effective. For sure, for sure. And now now is the time to do it. You know, I know like myself, like a lot of folks, you know, trying to get in as much as much fishing as we can before hunting season. But the hunting season, I mean, the countdown has begun. It is nearly upon us. And and like you said. Tom, I mean, now's the time to dial in that kit, get those boots broken in. And, and I'm just super envious of you guys uh, where you're at, just with the landscapes that you have access to within, you know, not too far of a drive, you know, high mountain lakes, where you can test your gear, test that, you know, test some new food that, that you maybe want to try out in the backcountry, test your new stove, whatever it might be. You know, take it, take a trailhead into a high mountain lake and couple it with some some alpine fishing and you know, to me, that's, you know, number one, something I'd be doing anyway if I was in your neck of the woods. And number two, I mean, what better way to, to test that stuff and make sure that's dialed for uh, so you can hit the ground running? Yeah, I mean, you know, something as simple as not testing what food you're going to take into the backcountry, you know, and I, I've I've done a lot of making, you know, making my own meals, dehydrating food, freeze drying food. Um, but then I, I also get lazy sometimes and I just want to buy food. And and I I run a bunch of different types of food. I like Pinnacle. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of great companies out there that offer you know freeze dries, dr- dried dried uh, or or dehydrated food. Don't just buy the food and take it into the woods. Do like you said, hike into a high mountain lake, test out your sleeping situation. You know your kit, right? That's a big one. I, don't buy an air mattress and go in the woods the first time with it. You want to test that stuff out. Test the food. Make sure it works for you. You get in the mountains on a hard mountain hunt and you eat some food and it and it doesn't sit well with you, that can ruin your whole hunt. You're Just done. something as Dude. simple as that. And and when you think about a, a true mountain hunt, a backcountry adventure hunt, there's boots, your your clothing system, which is gonna require, you know, your your hunting pants. Your base layer system, some type of rain gear, no matter what time of year it is, uh, your sleeping situation, your tent, your firearm, and your optics. And all of those things you need to test multiple times before you go on that hunt. Listen, you will have failures and, and things will not work out for you. You don't want to find out on the hunt. You want to find out before you go. For sure, for sure. You know, and that the, the food thing is something that I'm still like actively dialing and tweaking. I learned a lot on that hunt with Ryan and you know, you pack things and you think, Oh, this is good, it's high calories and this and that and the other and all of a sudden it's like kind of the thing you're reaching for last. And it's like, okay, mental note, I didn't want to eat that, so I I didn't eat that. I picked this, you know, and it just you know, it just allows you to fine tune those things. And and Joey, you mentioned you know, you know, testing your gear and optics. And, and Tom, you mentioned the new Razor HD 4000 uh, GB rangefinder, you know, amazing rangefinder. It's got, you know, the, the uh, onboard geoballistic solver pairs with an app, you know, it's, and, and, you know, essentially what it's going to give a person is, uh, you know, a ballistic, a customized ballistic solution, right? But the time to figure that out is now. It's pretty intuitive, it, but you don't want to be reading the manual on the way to camp. For sure. That's absolutely the key. And and if when you do learn how to use this stuff, it unlocks a whole new set of opportunities for you. 
with regard to the range that you're comfortable shooting, but you only get comfortable if you practice. Okay. And, and, and you're going to learn more, th- more about that by using it than, than, than any, other, any other thing you can do by reading. I mean, experience, really, Mark, with regard to Vortex Optics, is the only teacher. And, and we talked about, you know, burning your kit in. Even if you're going on a high mountain fishing trip, bring that Razor HD 4000 GB with you and just range some stuff. Be- because you will educate your eye or educate your feelings w- with regard to how far things are, in, you know, in, in, the, in your area that you hunt, Mark. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, like I'm always playing guess the range, right? You know, whether I'm archery or, or rifle hunting. Uh, yeah. I mean, my range finder always comes with me whether I'm hunting or not. And I'm, I'm doing that all the time. And, and you might, heck, you might be at that high mountain lake or on a trip like that. And, you know, maybe you uh, in turn find a hunting spot and it's like, okay, well, if I'm here, how far away is that face? You can take that, you know, if I got a shot opportunity, you can take that information back with you and pre-plan where you might need to get to or, find out that hey i can i can shoot from here yeah the the most successful hunters i know guys like my cousin ryan guys like remy warren uh tim burnett these guys who are successful every year consistently they don't just put their hunting gear away at the end of the season and not break it out till August or September the next year they're constantly upgrading trying new things testing products and trying to better their kit. And, and you know, Mark, as a, as a backcountry hunter, um, your kit changes every year. You find new things. Your, your cooking system, your sleep system, all that stuff, there's new products out every year. I think you, I think you just pulled the trigger on a new tent that's lighter, more weatherproof, easier to set up, faster to break down. All of those things make you more successful in the backcountry as a hunter, less time spent messing around with your gear or fiddling with something that didn't work right, that takes you out of the game. Yeah, no question about it. Mark Boardman, we got to get you out here, buddy. I, I hope you can come out this, uh, you know, this this August for a little little hunt with Joey and maybe a little uh, jumping on the sea beast there, pal. And, and uh, you know, I, I I am fired up to see what you guys will come out with and already have come out with on the on the vortex optics front. We really appreciate that. But uh, what, what's coming up next on your podcast, pal? Oh, man. So, you know, we, I guess what's next, and also we recently launched a, a cool series called Cartridge Talks um, where we do a variety of things. But uh, our first episode, we compared uh, the 6.5 versus the 308, shot it into some ballistics gel, did some analysis uh, with, uh, you know, video, and then kind of uh, recapped it and did some further analysis on the podcast. So that's a really cool, fun series, you know, and and that comparison is one that people make a lot. It's kind of the old bull versus the young calf. Um, so I'd say definitely give that a look. Uh, you know, and uh, we got tons of stuff coming down coming down the pike uh, on the content side of things for sure. Go check out vortexoptics.com. Subscribe to their newsletter. You'll be a better hunter and, and for it. There's no question about it. Mark Boardman, we'll hope to see you this August, buddy. You take care. Thanks for jumping in. Later, Mark. Count on it. All right, buddy. See you, Mark. Take care. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's going back to the island of Sinian Delay. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Delay. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. 
Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find the complete lineup of Class A's, Class B, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth-wheelers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. So a lot going on, like we we covered in the show, uh, tons of stuff going on here in the Puget Sound. I was out with Nick uh, Kester yesterday from All-Star Charters. We had uh, Alex and his son Sebastian on board. Sebastian caught his first salmon, and I think we <laughs> so I cool, think we dude. got that kiddo hooked. Uh oh, um, poor kid. Great trip with those guys. Um, you know, it's a it's a forty to sixty program out there. Small spoons. I ran bait, and and it was kind of fifty fifty. Um, fun for the kids. Get the kids out dude, and get and yes. run your gear. That's yeah. the other thing. Get out and run your gear. Checked in with David Dietrich from AdventureAngling.com down in the South Sound. The cutthroat fishing down there on the fly, he said it's the best he's ever seen. There's still a ton of little tiny anchovies and little herring down there. No kidding. And they're just, he said the cutthroat are fat. They're catching resi coho up to six pounds in the South Sound. And and that's a product of all that bait down there. Those fish are plugged. They just gorge. That's... One of the most under and misunderstood aspects about coho is they double. They never stop eating. They double their body size in their last four or five months of life. Yeah. It's um, a, they're amazing animals. Checked in, <laughs> went to the east side, checked in with Pete over at Mardon Resort. The walleye fishing is, is fair. Uh, it's picking up. The water's dropping about a foot and a half a week right now, and that's going to that's gonna make the fishing better out there. Largemouth are on the topwater bite, which is fun. <laughs> Frogs. Um, he, said, he said the perch population is on the rise. They're catching some really nice perch over there. Those things are great eating. Do you say perch population three times really fast? Per, 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 <laughs> um, no. Uh, and here's a cool thing. I didn't really know there were channel cats in potholes. Yeah, They've caught two over there so far, over 30 pounds. Out of potholes. Out of potholes. And he Crazy. said it's a nighttime fishery, and as the as the lake warms up, it gets better and better. They're still catching some trout. If you're uh, in potholes, running. can you stay sober when it's dark? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, that's a fair question. I mean, yeah. you got to be able to get yourself back to the boat. Yeah, ramp, okay, so. Uh, checked in with our buddy Eric Lindy down in the Columbia. We got fishery going up. He was up at Bonneville. It's fair. Um, opened up yesterday. Opened Columbia up yesterday. Reopened yesterday. Uh, he went one for two. He said the fish they got was 17 pounds. Beautiful fish. Checked in with Jay Dar, um, Josiah Dar. On the I lower think he, river. On the lower river, he hooked four, landed two. He said there's a lot of fish moving around. Water temps maybe got him a little, you know, Lock jawed, but there's fish around, guys. There's steelhead, sockeye, and chinook in the Columbia. Um, so a lot, a lot to do. You got a little bit more time here for the Yamaha Stomp sales event at Three Rivers Marine. They're already halfway through it. This lasts for the first hundred motors sold. It opened up last week, and they cranked out fifty of them fast. You're not going to believe the pricing on Yamaha if you're waiting to get that skiff motor. If you're waiting to get that 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 T the T eight T nine nine or T twenty five. That's the thrust series, okay? If you are a troller, that's the that's motor you we need. Run. They don't smoke, dude. And they the throttle control is amazing, especially if you run that that I troll 
little remote on them. They're just, it's amazing. And, Fuel and, injected engines. And those guys are motivated to move some they motors are. right now, and they have a sheet. They will show you yes. what they paid <laughs> and what the MSRP is and what you're going to pay, and you will be shocked. I was down there the other day, and and uh, motors are flying out of there. So it's the first hundred motors. Get down there to Three Rivers and, and get your get yourself a new kicker motor. Tomorrow we go to Peregrine Lodge oh, with a, man. With a bunch so of jealous. with a bunch of listeners. I thank you so much for the support you've showed. Not just the show, but these events that we do here and there. It's it's just going to be an amazing trip. Where uh, Matthew and I are jumping up there with with Dave Wyman and Brock Heward and and Matt. You're going to be on a helicopter, buddy. Can't wait. And a, and a couple of a couple of bent rods and and uh, and and a couple of uh, rods that are going to be bent with uh, with Chinook and halibut. I'm more excited for the bar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to be at the bar with you, buddy. There's no question about it. All right. You missed any of the show, jump on MyNorthwest.com. Download the Apple Podcast app or hit the OutdoorLine.com. Give Joey a follow on social media, at Joe Pyburn. We are at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For Matt Nelson running the board, Joey Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.